became sin, who knew no sin, we might become his righteousness. He humbled himself and he carried the cross and love so amazing. Love so amazing, Jesus Messiah, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, a rescue for sinners, a ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah. Love so amazing, love so amazing, Jesus Messiah, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, the rescue for sinners, the ransom from heaven. Messiah, Lord of all. All our hope is in you. All our hope is in you. All the glory to you, God, the light of the world. Jesus, Messiah. to welcome you to our Sunday morning service here at McGregor EMC on May 17th, 2020. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, who are we that you are mindful of us? Creator of heaven and earth, thank you for creating us and loving us in a way that knows no limits. We acknowledge you as Lord and praise you for all of creation. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this time of praise and worship. Jesus, let your kingdom come here. Let your will be done here in us. Jesus. 
Yeah. 
love we cannot afford Like angels straining from the weight My heart no longer can keep from singing All that is within me cries For you Such a tiny offering compared to Calvary, and nevertheless, we lay it at your feet. Such a tiny offering compared to Calvary, nevertheless, we lay it at your You will know. 
come before you this morning first and foremost praising your name after such a long time of it being rather bleak outside it seems to finally be warm and sunny and right on time for a long weekend we thank you for these things that we don't even recognize absolutely make our day a better time god we want to pray for the long weekend now we want to thank you so very much that a couple things have opened in the province for people to do as families during this time, and we want to pray for safety in those. Whether you're off camping or having time just doing whatever it is that we haven't been able to do before, God, we want to pray for safety traveling to get there, traveling to get back, and just also that memories will be made. Our God, again, we just thank you so much. And now we want to also pray for things going beyond this weekend as well. Lord, we just heard that the MCC is going to be opening up here in McGregor again this week. That is something that fills us with quite a bit of happiness as well. Lord, we pray that as they go to operate, that they will find the volunteers that they need so that they can fit the new criteria, but also that they will find the volunteers they need to really run with the store now as well in this new time. Lord, we pray that you will continue to use the MCC store as a blessing to our town and the entire area as well. And we pray that all of the town will remember what a blessing it is as well. And God, we also want to open our eyes even wider still to other organizations, to other ministries in the area as well. We come to think now particularly of Valley View Camp as they have opened up to registrations, waiting to see by June whether or not it'll be able to have camp at all. God, we pray that you will continue to work in Valley View. 
They are such a wonderful ministry that has done such wonderful things for all of the campers that have been there, as well as many of the counselors, as well as many of the people that have just come into contact with them as well. God, we pray you continue to be with Valley View during this time, and you continue to be wisdom and guidance for them as well. And Lord, as we come back now to our town, we want to pray for each and every one of your churches here this weekend and going forward as well. Lord, only together can we build your kingdom in North Norfolk. And we pray that you will show us how it is that you would have us do that clearer than ever before. For each and every one of these things, God, we praise your name and we ask you to walk with us. In your name we pray. Amen. Psalm 66, verses 8 through 20. Praise our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, O God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and water but you brought us to a place of abundance. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you, vows my lips promised and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. I will sacrifice fat animals to you and an offering of rams. I will offer bulls and goats. Come and listen, all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and heard my voice in prayer. Praise be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. I will be reading John chapter 14, verses 15 through 21, and I will read reading in the New King James Version. Jesus promises another helper. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer, and the world will see you no more. But you will see me, because I live, you will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Praise our God, and let the sound of this praise be heard. Come and hear all you who fear God, for he has opened my eyes. Let me tell you what he has done for the world. This story begins in the beginning, we read in the Bible. And the Spirit of God was there over all existence. All existence that could only be described as so beyond understanding as to be formless and the universe void. It was a time beyond comprehension, but even then there was our God. 
Let there be light, he said, and without lifting a finger, light rushed forth to fill just every dark nook and cranny, and with it, things came into focus for the first time. And so it was that from the beginning of sight itself, we could see that God was walking among all his creation. And to this creation, he said that it was good. But then came the day when we closed our eyes to seeing God. And in that day, the world became less. That day was the day when sin entered the world. Now, sin is a nasty thing, or rather, I suppose it's a nasty lack of a thing. While we often think of sin as discreet action, for example, sin is stealing or sin is cheating, what those actions are to sin is what the tip of an iceberg is to what lies beneath the waves. No, what sin is is much worse than that. What sin is, is all the ways that the creation that God said was good is now seen to be less than that. What sin is, is a disordering and a a distorting of the harmonious way things are meant to be. What things like stealing and cheating are is nothing more than the symptoms of this falling away from perfection that runs through all of us, hurting each of us down to our core and eventually even causing death. This is what sin is, and it is shot through all of us. But just as God created all things, he can heal them now as well. But this is where the most foul of the side effects of sin confronts us. For where once we saw our God walk among his creation, now... Sin has rendered us blind to our Creator. But even though this is what sin has brought us, a world where we are born blind, in Scripture we learn that the Spirit of God never actually left His good creation, never stopped walking among it. And why would He? While the sin that we have brought into the world has right messed things up for us, and with our eyes closed, how bleak the world must seem, Nevertheless, how highly we also must think of ourselves to imagine that anything we could ever do would ever be so terrible as to change something God called good into anything less than that. And so it is that we read that the Spirit of God went to work, reaching out to us human beings rendered blind to him by sin to heal that which keeps us from seeing what has plainly been in front of us this whole time. And slowly, so slowly that it has seemed like eons have passed, through this work our eyes began to open. Healing that lasts, you see, always takes time. When the Spirit's work to heal our eyes first began to bear fruit, when our sight first began to return, our eyelids left only a crack, still so scrunched that tears smeared our vision. What we saw was a man and his wife. And then in time, we saw their descendants as well. The man we read was named Abraham and his wife Sarah. And through no effort of their own, one day the Spirit of God managed to open their eyes just enough so that they could see there was more to this bleak world than they had thought. Just enough so that they saw for the first time in a long while that there was one God. A God who cared for his creation. A God who walked with them. And after spending a life in pursuit of this God, Sarah, Abraham, and the Spirit 
They told their children of this one God as well. And in time, the Spirit and their children told their children in turn. Generation after generation, this went on, until what was once called descendants could now best be described instead as a people, the Israelites. And while at first all that the Spirit managed to show the people of the God who walked among them were just tiny and blurred detail, for humanity's eyes were still only open just a sliver, over the decades and then the centuries and then the millennia, through the Spirit's work, these peoples, the Israelites, their eyes came to be opened enough more to see first the outline of God and then yet more still. And so the Israelite people, they did for the God they were beginning to see that walked among them the same thing all people should do for their neighbors that have no place to call their own. They built for him a house. First a tabernacle, a tent that could easily be moved, and then a temple. So grand that to this day, reading of its scale seems almost unbelievable. There lives our God, the Israelites would proudly tell the blind people around them. And as they did, ever so slightly, those blind people with the work of the Spirit would have their eyes open just a hair's breadth as well to see this God and his good creation. And while it was true that God was in those places, still our eyes were too closed to see everywhere else he walked as well. And so the Spirit of God kept at it, reaching out to humanity, being blinded by sin. Because while we could begin to see the truth of the world and the one who made it, who walked in it still, our eyes were still half-closed to this reality. We were still too short-sighted to see all that there was. But the Spirit kept working to heal. For at the same time that we read of the Israelites pointing out God and his temple to the nations around them, we also read of the Spirit breaking through to other individuals as well, opening their eyes just a little bit more, enough that a bit of additional texture enters the picture. And with those details revealed to those individuals came a mission to share what they had seen as widely as possible as well to tell all the world of the God they had seen walking outside of the temple. Isaiah, Ezekiel, Elijah, Elisha, each of them saw a bit more of our God, and each of them paints for us a picture a little more complete than the last. Then finally came the day when after ages, our eyes were finally opened fully. And for the first time since sin had blinded us, we, we saw completely our God who walks amongst his good creation again. It happened during a low time for the life of the Israelite people, and a time rather unremarkable for anyone else. Humanity's eyes were still not opened wide enough to see the truth of our God and his creation, but through the work of the Spirit, we could finally see just enough for something else to be done, something that was radical. And so born in a manger, our God who never stopped walking amongst his good creation came to walk with us in a new way. For this is who Jesus Christ is. While he is fully human, the same as you and me, and as such we can see him fully as you can see me, he's also fully the God who walks among us as well. And so in Jesus Christ, we could finally, after so long, see our God fully again. 
In Jesus Christ, we could, for the first time since sin entered the world and blinded us, see creation in all the colors and the details that it had been missing all this time. We could finally see why God thought it was good and why he never stopped walking amongst us. We could finally see this in Jesus Christ again. In Jesus Christ, finally, after so much time and work, the Spirit managed to heal our eyes. And they were fully opened to the wonderful truth of our God around us. And so, after eons of all humanity walking the world, differing levels of blind, we arrive at Jesus, and after the brilliance that is seen there, we finally arrive today. A time marked both by what is, but also by what still needs to be. It has been right around 2,000 years since we came to see God fully again in Jesus Christ. And while that seems like a long time, and while us and his church can still see God among us through that life that Jesus lived, there are many around us who are still suffering in that same blindness that afflicted all of us for so long. But the Spirit of God is still with us also. For this blindness, there is now a lasting cure. Jesus, we read in our passage today, sent the Spirit to keep on in his work, to keep opening the eyes of all the people, to help them see the God who walks among his good creation. The Spirit does this by continually pointing people to Christ. And so in a very real way, with the Spirit of God with us, so is Jesus. And with Jesus Christ with us, our eyes are fully opened to that we can finally see God as plain as we could see him before sin entered the world. And if this is true for us, it can be true for everyone else as well. To this very day, the Spirit of God continues this work. Now with us who can see to help alongside him. This work of opening the eyes of people to see God in Christ. And while much of the world can finally see, as we just said, much of it sadly still is living in the blindness that we all once knew. Still hurt by sin, a sickness that ultimately leads to death. But also, because of just this, to this very day the Spirit of the Lord is with us all as well guiding us who can see the world in full brilliant detail and color as to what we need to do to help others see creation in our God who walks with us as we have had our eyes open to see as well, guiding us to care for those whose eyes are not fully open yet, guiding us to paint for them a picture of the full beauty of our God in the world around us, something sorely needed. As without the brilliance of Jesus to light the land, the world often comes to look like a drab in a terrifying place. To this very day, the Spirit of God is with us, speaking in the ear of all that would hear, that while things may seem bad, Christ still walks among his creation that he thinks is good. All you need to do is just open your eyes to what he has done and you will see too just how wonderful both he and his creation are. To this very day, the Spirit of God is with us and truly he will be with us to the end of the age when all who are blind are cured, finally able to see everything in full detail again. Praise our God. Let the sound of his praise be heard.
Come and hear, all you who fear God, for he has opened my eyes, and this is what he has shown me that he has done for the world. You were the word at the beginning, one with God the Lord most high. hidden glory in creation now revealed in you our Christ what a beautiful name it is what a beautiful name it is the name of Jesus Christ my King what a beautiful name it is nothing compared What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. You didn't want heaven without us, so Jesus, you brought heaven down. Your sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is. The name. wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. Death could not hold you, the veil tore before you, you silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory, for you are raised to life again you have no rival you have no equal now and forever God you reign yours is the kingdom yours is the glory yours is the name above all names what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my King. What a powerful name it is, nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is, the name of What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. And for our benediction, we come to the book of Romans. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Go now and serve the Lord.